0: Hello everyone, this is Fahim Jackson, and this is episode 82 of my podcast show, In the Know. This podcast is aimed at trying to guide people through the world with a variety of topics. I'm also using this platform to ask questions and try my best to answer these questions with my viewpoints of the world around me. The following is an introduction speech into the topic of today. And this introduction speech is regarding, Are We Ready for the Bible? To be real. As a child growing up, I was a member of a Christian church. And in the family I grew up in, there are a lot of fundamentalist beliefs. And by fundamentalist, I mean beliefs that involve believing in the Bible and all its stories in its fullness. That means when God created Adam and Eve, that is how humanity was really created. This is problematic, especially when you know the science behind how humans truly came to be. Yet we still go along with this ideology. As time progress, we're starting to see the decline of religious beliefs especially Christianity in America. But let's observe something. What if the Bible was more real than we know it to be? Could some of these stories actually be something that took place? Maybe not 100% of what we know it to be, but to some degree the stories happened centuries ago. Well, this episode will give you some insight as to what would happen if the Bible were to be real. Are you ready for the Bible to be real? Let's look at the Christian text. In the Christian Bible, the text has been the book for a mass group of people for a few thousand years. Now, you may think to yourself, the book I am reading today cannot possibly be the words of God. Number one, the word of God is a stretch. Number two, the text has been rewritten and retranslated so much over time. How do we know the words of what we're reading is the truth? And it's because of this we have to consider this to be a faith base. Now, there are the fundamentalists who literally read the text and believe it to be the words of God. Do they have the proof that they are telling the truth? No, but neither do the people on the other side. No one has answers, and if you're looking for answers, you're not going to get much out of it. So you have to do is look at the Bible as a book of inspiration. Because we have no visual or audio of the time period since technology was not present. So it's all in the perception of the person. How about some of these biblical accounts? Reading as well as listening to the Bible, you can't help but notice the far-fetched stories. From Noah's Ark to Jesus helping the blind man see. We hear these stories and want them to be real so bad. Maybe because so many of us were raised in religious households. No one wants to feel as if they're disrespecting their family or culture. Yet, how do you not question what you hear? Faith-based is faith-based, but logic is logic also. Faith should not replace rational thinking. Now, wait a minute. Rational thinking? That could easily be misconstrued with being irrational for the belief in God's words. As you can see, deconstructing biblical accounts can be divisive. Let's observe these stories that are in the Bible. Fictional stories. The Bible accounts sound too far-fetched, are going to make people question the words of the Bible. Like, for example, the story of Adam and Eve. The idea that two people were created, one from the ground and the other from the other person's rib. Given that human beings' existence is from a biological standpoint, It takes sperm connecting to the eggs in the order for us to be born in nine months. So where does this idea of rib come from? And two people started all of humanity? But another Adam and Eve story is their sons, Cain and Abel, where Cain killed Abel and was exiled off the land. But Cain still managed to have a family of his own. (laughs) Wait a minute. Where did all these people come from if the Bible was created by two? They created too. This is where the Bible did not have proofreaders. If you're going to create any work of fiction where it will eventually be written off as law, then someone has to check the work. Let's look at some other stories that may come off as fictional. Noah's Ark is another story where Noah collects two of every animal on earth and places them on an ark, then sets sail before God destroys the world. Now, statistically, this is not possible. There are literally billions of creatures on the planet, which would make the feat impossible. But God is aiding Noah. So if a higher power is doing so, then it must be possible. The reality is wrong. Faith is faith, but disregarding rational thinking is not the route to go. Him building the ark and placing his family on the ark is the most believable story. Hot springs jutting out of the ground, Can't be real also. Now, those springs could be geysers, which could make the event more real. But what are the examples of geysers in the region where Noah's Ark took place? From my understanding, there aren't any geysers in the area from where Noah's Ark came from. So what it is, is nothing more than an epic story. Are there any stories that we know of? Oh, there are plenty. How about the crossing of the Red Sea? And I talked about this in a previous episode where it could have taken place. Why? There is a natural phenomenon where the waters recede enough for people to cross, then the waters collapse back in place. Now, how did Moses convince people that it was the act of God? Who knows? Yet the epic story of the Exodus has an ability to be true from this sense. Even the plagues that hit Egypt prior have an ability to be true. Only problem is that during the times of record history-keeping of leaders and interactions in hieroglyphics, there are no images created of this event. An event of this magnitude would have some artistic relic somewhere. Doesn't mean totally false. Nothing has yet to be found, but we just have too much that depicts the time period with no imagery of an exodus. Could it be real? I spoke previously about how the real events in the biblical text Could be. Now is the time to break down the events to see if they could have taken place. Let's observe the story of Adam and Eve. Could the world have started with two people? Oh no, because throughout history, when you have children with another person, there needed to be others in the environment. For two people to come from the higher power defies logic and biology. But also, when Adam and Eve had two children, they were boys. And when Cain was kicked off the land for killing his brother, he was later married. Yet, wait a minute. Cain got married. Where did this other woman come from in order to marry? I thought Adam and Eve were the first two. So where did this woman come from in order to marry? This is what happens when you have no one looking over your work. Or maybe this was supposed to be an epic story that was made into a religious story. This could also be true for the next story, which might be real or fake, and that is the story of Noah's Ark, which is just as epic. Could this have been real? Let's observe. God speaking to Noah sounds far-fetched, but was this more of a symbolic speech that gives men a reason to prepare themselves for the worst to come? Warning people means connecting to the masses to let them know there's something bad to come. Gathering your family is making sure the people around you are ready, prepared, And safe. Building the ark is building something fortified in the case of bad events taking place. This way, you are protecting those close to you who may not be as prepared as you are. Now, the gathering of the animals could mean saving species in the case of a natural disaster that wipes out crops that are needed for human consumption. As the ark sets sail, then you have the flood coming in and wiping across the land. This is more real when you're observing hurricanes, even though hurricanes can't take place in the region where Noah's Ark existed. Now as the Ark is moving about the waters, a dove landed on a boat, which meant lands were not far away. This is yet another aspect of a reality in the Bible, because a bird landing on your boat means it had to come from somewhere. So the bird, the bird flew from land, and then the Ark docked, and life went on from there. As I move on, the next epic story is Exodus. Moses wandering through the desert and being found by his wife could be real. But talking to the burning bush throws people off, because the idea of talking to a a bush is beyond unreal. Yet this could mean an inspiring conversation that means something else. Kind of like Noah and God, this is Moses and God. This conversation encourages men to stand their ground and hold their own, returning to Egypt. And making demands of the pharaoh could also be real. Still into today, we challenge leaders and their power over the people. Let's observe the plagues which swept across Egypt. All events that actually could have taken place. The locusts sweep over the lands, which happens on the continent of Africa. Even the deaths of the firstborn could be explained because the firstborn are usually during the time the child The firstborn are usually the ones who consume meals first, in their birth order. There are reasons to believe that illness may have come across the land due to the food being contaminated. The top layer was contaminated, but the other layers were left fine. Now let's go on to observe the gathering of the people and crossing the Red Sea. This is also something that could have taken place, because this is similar to modern day protesting. Only in this sense, the people wanted out of the country. Parting of the Red Sea was also something that could have actually been explained as an actual phenomenon giving people the ability to walk along the waters as they recede. So a lot of exodus could be something that happened. Only problem is that we have substantial evidence from the time period and nothing talks about the major events like exodus. And here's where we question the validity of the epic event. Who does it benefit by being right? Sitting inside of a church, you can't help but notice how people are attached to the word of the Bible. And here's where you start to try to figure out if the words are real, who does it stand a chance of aiding? The people who believe in the church and its guidance would truly love for this to be real. And with that said, Believers are adamant about preserving their beliefs because it's all they have in life. So once that is removed, then what are you left with? Nothing. That's what you have. So you have to push back against the naysayers that are trying to collapse the belief. But let's be honest. We're humans and our minds are sometimes in alignment with our adversaries, even when we disagree with them. How would we view it now? Let's assume we're living in times now when these events are going on. How do we react in the world today as this happens? In my opinion, the way the world is constructed now, a person cannot say they are speaking to God and the masses listen. We would think they're crazy. Wait a minute. That sounds familiar. People didn't listen to the deities of the past either. And they will listen less today. So the pushback would almost be so great it makes no sense to even talk doesn't mean that the person talking does not have valid points. We're just moving away from a more religious society. Well, at least here in the Western world. But we need to ask ourselves a question. If all this is real, why has everything omnipresent stopped? You don't hear about the miracles anymore anywhere in the world. Unless they do exist, we just never hear about them. Then again, they are written off as a natural phenomenon in today's society. Why has the mysticism stopped? In the world in which we live today, we inquire about the past regarding the miracles of the ancient world. Let me ask you a question regarding those miracles. Why have they not continued? Something as epic as these events, there should be some form of its existence. So what? God just stopped and no one performs miracles simply because we have video and audio recording techniques now? Or step back for a second and think to yourself about remote places on Earth. They don't have audio or video capabilities. What takes place in these environments, locked out by the rest of the world? And here's what we need to understand. Just because we don't have visibility doesn't mean it does not take place. God could still be working on the society in which we live. The epic stories we read might exist on an unnoticeable level. Like the pandemic or something similar, could these be religious or scientific? Then again, we don't have visibility on all animals, but can they communicate like people? No, an animal is an animal regardless of its presence. What did this mean for other religions? In case you've lost your place in all of this, I'm refer referring referring in this episode to the Christian Bible. And the reason I bring this up is because so many people have ties to other religions. Does this mean that other religions are wrong? Not necessarily, because each religion becomes tied into the other, especially Judaism and Christianity. You never want to insult anyone else's religion by saying yours is wrong and mine is right. Now, if that is how it's taken, then that will be on the person. But as for me and this topic It is surrounding religion. How are we prepared to live now? Let's assume that the stories we are hearing are real. What does this this mean for at least the Western world? Do we all start believing in Christianity? The answer is no. Just because we have this newfound information doesn't mean the now lives according. Why? Well, This is not everyone is a practicing Christian. What should Jews and Muslims do? Because they're not giving up their belief system. There's still choice since America has freedom of religion. And with this end statement, why we have to know why the Bible could be right. For centuries, there have been debates questioning the validity of religious beliefs. But what if, for a second, The Bible was right. How would society function knowing this? What are the impacts on other religions? Will this bring people closer to God, or will people become frustrated knowing there was a God and never acted according to what they wanted? You see, no one is ready to ask themselves the uncomfortable questions regarding their faith base. Yet we do it on a daily. Will we ever know the full truth of the past, or will it become an ancient mystery? that no generation can figure out. Thanks for listening to In The Know. I'll be bringing you the next episode regarding religion. The topic will be asking the question, What is God?